T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That's right. We are here. Brian Mazeroski, Joe Beamer with you on WBEN. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on a snowy Friday morning. Uh, Joe, you know, it happened to me, of course, you know, after a couple days of talking about it here beginning on Wednesday. Uh, So yesterday was going out uh, meeting a friend and I uh, pulled up to his house. I I thought I was helping him put a fan, a ceiling fan in. Um, You know, it's it's like, hey, you want to help me? throw that i'm like all right yeah uh you know be there around 4 30 get to his place uh just a little bit later than that he said he'd be home around 4 30 uh, and he wasn't there i'm like sitting around and waiting and then i get a text um hey uh, we're about to go in like five minutes sir. are you still coming and uh realize we got uh, some wires crossed here in the initial communication See? Of where he was expecting me to be at the old man club joining him for a drink and a sauna steam. And I thought this was uh, me helping with the fan. And so we were in different places a few check-ins. at the same time. A few check-ins so. might have helped you. Although I looked back and uh, from the communication, you were to right. me it was pretty clear what was agreed upon at the time. But wouldn't you have rather he be right? Because did you really want to help with a ceiling fan? Oh, yeah, I said I'll be there in uh, two minutes. You know, it's not my fan, not my problem. (laughs) We'll we'll get to that later. Come on. Uh, I thought I was the only one that used the ceiling fan in January. (laughs) I know. You're the only one who uses it, but uh, (laughs) some people still need it. 803-0930 to join us uh, here on WBEN today. And, uh, Joe, it's yet another day that we're hearing from yet another lawmaker in the city of Buffalo who is expressing some surprise at the lack of fluoride in the city's water. Here's Howard Johnson. He's an Erie County legislator. He's representing parts of the city of Buffalo. It caught me totally off guard. When I seen it and read about it, I was like, wow, I didn't know. Since 2015, we had had any fluoride in the water. That's going to affect generations to come, you know, to not have notice of it, to say, you know, hey, there's no fluoride in the water. You might want to buy fluoride toothpaste. I think it was a big misstep. Exactly right. what I've been saying. Exactly <laughs> what I've been saying. No, I, again, again, I mean, who are you siding with? 803-0930, there's uh, Howard Johnson saying city water officials need to do a better job of informing residents of situations just like this. Meanwhile, I'm listening to this clip and saying you're a county legislator representing parts of the city of Buffalo in a position to do something wrong. Having not read a water quality report in the last seven years. 
because it was out there and you knew about it. Well, ca- you didn't know about it because you didn't do the reading. I, I, really, I, I, again, what I want to know is whose who's job or jobs is it to point stuff like this out? Someone has to be in charge of certain reports, right? Like in Congress, you have certain committees that look at certain reports. Is there a person or persons on the Common Council who are supposed to in-depth go through certain reports? That's what I'd like to know. And those are the questions I'm going to have when we get someone from the Common Council on. You know whose job it is? You're going to say the residents? No. Well, yes, but also everyone on the council. It's a yearly report. It's a yearly report. It, It comes out once a year. It's not that hard to do. If your job is to be a representative of the people of the city of Buffalo, and there's a once a year they come out with a report on the water quality, and you don't bother to read it, not once in the last seven years, don't come to me now and say that you're concerned about the water quality in Buffalo. Obviously, you're not that concerned because every year there's a big report on it, and you don't read it. No, I, I do not disagree with that. I do wonder... Again, I'm 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 holding anyone at blame right now, but I do wonder if there was a belief that someone was reading certain reports. I, I do I, I do think that's how some some uh, committees in government work. I don't know about the Common Council. I I am not uh, tuned in on that. However, I, I would like to know. I mean, only so many people can say it's someone else's fault before someone has to go. You know what? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe. Where- Maybe I should have said exactly. something. That's too many people everywhere, not just in this situation. That's too many people, period, on this earth today. I should say in this country. I feel like this is like an, a uniquely us problem. That like, ah, oh, you know, I don't. Some, it's someone's job to, uh, you know, sort through all this information and uh, tell me what's important. You get the information. At some point, you have to blame yourself. At some point, you have to be like, I got the information. It's not up to me. And you know what? It's funny because this is where I'm kind of um, contradicting myself because I said on Wednesday, I said too many people, when someone else is mad at them, say, oh, what's their problem? Instead of looking in the mirror and say, you know, what did I do? What, What could I have screwed up here? So I'm all about, as the texter said, personal responsibility. But again, I'm going to go back to this is something you believed or some people believed, as uh, the legislator said, was being provided. I I do think that's a little different than personal responsibility. Believe me, I'm the first one to say personal responsibility. I I do think this is a different case than, you know, other examples. I I think this is something where you expect that if if something's going to change, as I said yesterday, you do get a special alert. I said report yesterday. I think I meant alert. Yeah, I don't. And but like, what what does that alert look like? When does when does the responsibility part kick in for you? I mean, do they send a text message once in 2015 to everybody to alert them? But at least they and did then, their job, in my opinion, that would be doing their job because the people who care about fluoride is it one mail or is it ten? Does something have to flash on uh, the no, young think, and the restless, uh, like across the bottom believe of the screen? Me, a lot of stuff does flash across the screen during the young and the restless. <laughs> I don't have Comcast. Why do I care if Channel 4 is getting dropped? At what point does it become like, yeah, we've alerted you so many times where it's reasonable 
for you to finally get the message. One alert would be great. Like I said. But they did. I mean, they sent one alert every single year in the, the same form thing. of a water That's not the same report. thing. That's not the same thing. A special alert, a special mailer, because the people, again. Well, who are we talking about right now? Just in general, everybody? I don't know who that responsibility falls but on. No, 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 because it's different. Who who are we talking about right now? Because if it's general, everyday people, I, I'm apt to agree with you yeah. that there should be some sort of special information. If we're talking about the people who are, are elected to, are paid to represent people in the city of Buffalo – including uh, members of the council making, you know, decent money being on the council doing some other things. I I don't think you need to give them 15 alerts. I think you should expect them to read the water quality report at least once in a decade-long period. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. I, I would ass- and again, you know what happens when you assume, I would assume that these are reports that at least the entire council, or as I said, someone is in charge. You know, hey, Brian, this year you're in charge of the water board. You know, blah, 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 and everyone gets a report. That's what I thought, and, and apparently I'm wrong. And not only one person, but everyone miss, uh, dropped the ball over eight years uh, when it comes to the report. I don't disagree with that. I, I am just saying whoever's responsibility it was, I do believe it should have been a separate report for the residents. 803-0930 on the text board this morning, uh, someone chiming in that no one wants to take. This, this, I think this is my like issue at the end of the day. No one wants to take personal responsibility for everyone. And this goes to this issue and so many different things we talk about on this show. Everybody's looking to blame somebody else. And this I'm mostly talking about people in the world of politics here, not necessarily you know the everyday residents. Although I do think... I, I, we'll focus on the world of politics here and the people who are in position where you would expect them to read a yearly report on this Yes. instead of the everyday people. Although I do believe that at some point, everyday people, <laughs> they're, they're, you can only complain to a certain extent that you weren't warned. You, you're not reading the reports that are sent to you at the end of the Anyways, that's besides No one's the reading any report. But that's whose fault is that? Um, but this person went on, when are we going to blame dentists? They could have seen a rise in cavities if, right, this is really that big of an issue. We see this across so many things that everybody is looking for somebody else to blame. I am, like, still to me, the fluoride thing is so separate in my mind from the actual shocking revelation of this entire story. It has almost nothing to do with fluoride. Fluoride's just the issue that's bringing this. The shocking revelation of this story is that apparently nobody who represents anybody in the city of Buffalo actually knows what's going on or reads any report. I, 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 as of right now, that seems to be a true statement. Tim, you're on WBEN. Tim, what do you think? Well, I think that the water board snuck it into a report in 2015. They didn't say anything. Nobody, then they kept sneaking into a report. Suppose it was high levels, level concentration of lead. Supposing it was that, and they snuck that into a report. You're right. Nobody reads the report, but something should be highlighted somewhere. Well, Tim, I, now where does the where do you stretch the definition of sneaking? Right. I mean, this is in a separate 
fluoride report that comes out uh, every single year as part of this water quality report. It's now a separate section dealing with fluoride for each of the past seven years. At some point, you can't say they're sneaking it in. At some point, you have to say, hey, we're doing this report. And nobody's apparently reading it. Well, okay. So I own a machine shop, and it's our responsibility to inspect our parts before they go to the customer. And if they're out of tolerance, we have to notify the customer. So we give them written reports. So I could just put the out of tolerance stuff on my report and send it into the customer, and it goes out to the field, and the part fails. It comes back, and, and I, I can say, whoa, it was in the report. Did you see it? <laughs> At some point, somebody has to notify somebody of something. I Especially, well... Tim, I don't totally agree with, or I don't totally disagree with you. I, I guess in this case, where is the line drawn? Like, where no one is saying the buck stops here necessarily. I mean, where does it stop? Nobody, nobody wants to take responsibility. That's 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 our problem. That's our politics in twenty twenty three. Let's kick the can. Let's kick the can down the road and hope nobody notices. Hey, Tim, thanks so much for the call. And this is, I mean, is this not, (laughs) because, and why I'm talking about this again is because to me this is the most frustrating thing uh, time and time again. And we uh, talk to a lot of people, and whether it was the past two years of COVID lockdowns and uh, people saying, well, you know, uh, we really, uh, 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 hey, like, how, uh, question, like, what sense does it make that, um, you have to uh, wear a mask when you go to the bathroom in a restaurant, but then, like, you're totally fine absolutely everywhere else. If you're standing, put one on. If you're sitting, and yet there's all these people sitting right next to each other. Like, does shouldn't that rule change? Well, I, you know, we're, we're really, but that's not my uh, thing. Like, that's a, you can never get a clear answer on that. No yeah. one's, like, even willing to say, like, oh, this is just, like, absolutely crazy like why do we have any rules that don't really make any sense hey you know why we still have this vaccination policy at the border to get into the u.s like is anybody gonna oh well you know we talk about that with other people like maybe it'll happen i you know we're gonna wait and see we're in discussions all the time like no one ever wants to give a clear answer on anything hey this natural uh, gas ban in your home when it comes to um electric appliances what's going to happen to the, well, you know, it's gradual. Nothing's totally complete yet. Uh, no, but what's going to happen to my home when my furnace goes in 2031? Well, you know, we're we're working on things. and we're, No one actually wants to answer a question. Nobody is willing to get to the bottom of this. And I will, or, or willing to put themselves, excuse me, at the bottom of this. And I guess that is the one thing that maybe I'm, in defense of the water board a little bit here over the last two days because when I heard their chairperson, O.J. McFoy, talk, I didn't really hear that. I I didn't hear like, well, blah, 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 blah. I, I heard a pretty straightforward answer. And you might not like the answer and think it's completely wrong, and that's okay. And I, I again, don't totally disagree with you. But he said, listen, yeah, I mean, that's the way it is. This is why. 
we've been sending out these alerts. It's not a secret. Um, this is, you know, maybe it's taken us way too long to do this project and, you know, fix the uh, pipe and figure out a new form of fluoride to make sure it doesn't strip all the protective coating off the pipes. And now we all, all of a sudden we have lead contamination. But, uh, yeah, you know, that, that was there. Uh, maybe we should communicate it better. I'll, I'll be there to answer any questions that you have. Like, I don't, at least that's refreshing to me. And maybe that's why I'm in partial defense of that. I think you and I have a different uh, definition of alert. Alert to me is something separate from the report. Right, something highlighted separate from the report. I get what you're saying, however. I mean, it's not like the information, again, back to what we said yesterday, it's not like the information wasn't out there. I, I, I do expect just a clear answer from someone in the Common Council to say, you know what, we dropped the ball. I, I, I would really like, we, we should have com- continued that communication. I would like yes. to see that. It, you, you talk about refreshing to hear, that would be refreshing to hear. Yes. I, I think my my problem with focusing so much on the lack of alert is, I mean, that's just so subjective, person to person, what that could actually mean in this case. I don't think it's as clear cut here when you're talking about this issue of fluoride in the water as when we were talking about a blizzard. I think when we were talking about the blizzard, I mean, that's, it's a one-time event that on that Friday— At 11 a.m. on the 23rd, you put out a push alert, not a push alert, a like amber alert to everybody's phone. You you kind of flash it. You use this EAS system, uh, emergency alert system that you hear tested and never hear used. You, You use those things. You alert people this is going to be different than the normal snowstorm. And like you send that alert out. In this case, when you're dealing with seven years of no fluoride in the water, something that, we, as we talked about yesterday, Joe, I, not everybody is going to necessarily say is a big deal. Right. right? It's, it's not the blizzard that's going to impact everybody. Um, you, you're going to have a lot of people who are, are going to look at that and say, I don't care. Like, what is the level that you have to alert people? Like, can the water board say, like, well, we, we did that push notification in 2015. Like, and... And I think a lot of people would still say, well, what, in 2015? Like, I'm supposed to sit here in 2023 and know that that still existed? Like, I, well, we sent out a mailer in 2016. Like, to what level is that alert? For some people, this annual water report is the only alert they need, and they knew the whole time. For others, it's going to take every single week <laughs> you're sending a new flyer in the mail to finally get it. Like, that's why I have trouble because there's not a concrete thing you can point to to say – oh, we should have done this, and then we would have been fine. To me, the concrete thing to point to is and look at is say, oh, the elected officials should have read this report, and then they wouldn't be surprised when they hear about it seven years later. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I always try to look at a way to take government out of it, and that's why I, I do feel just one report because of the point you made. Not everyone thinks it's a big deal. We talked about this yesterday. Maybe only 20% of the people actually care if fluoride's missing in their water. So you know if you send that one alert out, that one special postcard out in 2015, do you know who's going to notice that? The people who actually care. Your dentist will notice the flyer that was being sent around. That's why I do think just one, yes, I, I, that one in eight years I, I, I do think would have sufficed, again, because it's not a blizzard that's going to affect everyone. It's going to affect the people who were there depending on the fluoride. Yeah, but you know what? If you sent that one alert in 2015 – 
this same story would have uh, came out. The same people would have been surprised. I think you have the exact same reaction. And then we're going back and you're saying, what, you sent me one alert in 2015? That's not alerting me enough. But if, I- you, <laughs> if you cared, you would read, you would notice that that would strike your attention. If, yeah. you got a, if, you got, if you cared about the fluoride, right, and you got a postcard that had fluoride, is missing in your water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can design it. You would and and the and the dentist, more importantly than anything, the dentist would know that. So when you went to the dentist, they could, as uh, the legislator said, they can recommend a special toothpaste or a supplement. That so in this case, that's why it is different than the blizzard. I think one alert would have gotten the attention of the people who actually cared. All right, maybe that's true. And we have some people on hold. Please stay with us, especially. I want to hear from Matt about communications in government. Uh, we're going to be back after the break. BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Brian Mazarowski, Joe Beamer, back here with you on WBEN. And, I mean, we're continuing this discussion. The crazy thing to me is how many people in local government did not know seven years running about the fluoride in Buffalo water. Or the lack of, I should say. The actual fluoride was like the least shocking part of the whole deal to me. Um, We're going to Matt in Lancaster. All right, Matt, you say you have some government experience that would uh, give us some insight on how things are communicated to the public. What do you think should have happened here? Yeah, good morning, Brian and Joe. I I served not in the city of Buffalo, but I did serve on a local town board. Um, And ultimately, it's not unlike any other corporation. You depend on, as as a representative, I depend on my department heads and, you know, the people basically who are working for my jurisdiction to tell me what's going on. But at the same time, it's up to me to be asking those questions. Um, if I don't know the ins and outs of, of this specific situation, so I'll speak kind of in general terms about the communication. Um, you know, every every week I'd be, you know, bombarded with probably 50 to 100 pages of information, whether it's letters from residents, whether it's reports from different departments and whatever. Um, but it was my job. I was elected to represent the people and the way I had to do that was to read through all this information. My understanding of, I don't want this to get into like a political thing, but my understanding of the city council 
is that they have, I had no staff members. They actually have staff members who probably read all of this for them. So you're dependent on those staff members to, to say, hey, uh, there, you might want to know about this. At the same time, my guess is, and I don't know this as a fact, but typically when a department head would give a report, much like the water report is given every year, you have a chance as a, as a representative to ask them questions. And it's, you know, bad on the representatives for not saying, hey there, department head, what's going on that's different, that's new, what do I got to be worried about, anything we need to be concerned about, and it sounds as though they probably accepted the report, quote-unquote filed it, and that was the last they ever talked about it. I, I think you're being pretty generous here, Matt, because I, I just look at that job, uh, whether it's a town board, you know, I mean, let's take you uh, on a town board. If, you know, you've served for a decade and every single year I'm putting in front of you a water quality report and it all of a sudden becomes apparent that you've never looked at it, like, aren't, aren't you? Like, what happened to the four words, the buck stops here? Oh, 100%. I, I'm, I'm not excusing the representative. In fact, I'm 100% saying the blame is on the representative. It's easy, and I only served one term. But it's easy over the course of that term to say, oh, I've seen this report before. I get it every year. You know, it's the same old thing. And you you try, you know, yeah, I don't need to read it. Um, I was, and the reason I'm no longer in politics, I was one of those people that said, I'm not just going to take the department heads, you know, word at whether we should hire this person or whether this is what's going on. I actually wanted to get in and, you know, I, I was liaison to a couple of different departments. And I was in those departments, you know, once a month, twice a month seeing what's going on and asking questions of the rank and file, I thought that was important. I think a lot of representatives get overwhelmed with everything that's getting thrown at them that they compartmentalize and go, there's a water report. He'll tell me if anything's wrong and push it aside and ne never bother to ask questions or to probe deeper. And, and again, I 100% put the blame on the representative. So when you're, when you're talking about a report like the water report, does someone actually come and present it or is it just something that ends up on your desk? Yeah, now, uh, I'll, I'll use an example. I, I was liaison to dog control, to animal control. Every every uh, meeting, I would get a report on dog control, and it would tell me how many dogs they picked up and how many dogs we currently had, how many were released or found owners and all that kind of stuff. It would have been very easy to just say, okay, another dog report, you know, let me file it. I always made it a point that when I got it, not only did I read it, I wanted to understand it, and I would make a 30-second or one-minute presentation to everyone who was at the meeting and put it on the record of this is what's going on. In that particular case, um, you know, when the dog control officer would say, hey, we need more room. We're, we're bringing in more dogs than we have room for. Well, yeah, you know what? I understand that because you've been giving me reports that back that up. Or the opposite could be the case. And I could say, you know what? I, maybe I don't agree with that because of the reports you're giving me don't back that up. But you need to, you know, you're giving, I, I don't, I think you can get stuck in the whole alert phase as an answer, but there's you can have an alert for everything. Now you're just ignoring the alerts because I get an alert five times a week. Yeah. Hey, um, Matt, thanks for the insight. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, on that alert part, I, I, this uh, person texts in 803-0930 if you want to join us by text or uh, by call. Uh, it's This is, to me, one of the points. I would like to know, this is the person texting in, I would like to know what would have changed had they done more alerts to people. I I think at the end of the day nothing. Like <laughs> I that's well, my honest nothing would have changed from the water board, yeah. Because this is still something that they are working on. But like if you send these alerts out to the public, like I just 
I don't think anything really changes. I don't know if there's an uproar. I think the I don't alerts think there is an still get discarded. Again, I, I think I, alerts, uh, you know, what does the alert have to be in 20? We're bombarded with so many messages across all of our devices in our mailbox. That's a great point. An alert has to be a sledgehammer to the face to get you to really pay attention. You're right. I mean, and, and that goes perfectly with the blizzard, right? I mean, people ignore alerts every day. Um, but I will go back to my, my my initial answer, which is the people who care and dentists wouldn't have ignored that alert. I, I will stick by that. But you're right. A majority of people, and I don't think there would have been an uproar. I don't think there would have been outrage. Again, I think the most impressive thing of this entire topic is eight years in a majority of people, and that includes powerful people, didn't know. That, to that me, is the, the shocker. Me. That is the shocker. That, to me, is, again... The key, yeah, because I the fluoride issue. I you could say I, you know, what would a dentist do? You know, hey, use uh, brush your teeth. Exactly, that's what they say all the time. But this could be anything, like, <laughs> and that's I mean, what like that's... on Wednesday I said take fluoride completely out of the topic and just the lack of communication. I think is the big focus here because I, I, I completely agree. There would not have been an uproar. There would not have been outrage. The people who care, the dentist, would have addressed it with their patients, and, and I do think that is to a point important. However, it's the lack of communication, and it's, it's again, just assessing blame. And I think a lot of people, I talk about this all the time, Brian, people get, you know, uh, uninterested in politics because it, all it is is people yelling at each other. I do think people would have respect for someone who, set, who took the blame and said, you know what, I wasn't doing my job properly. I promise that won't happen again. I, I do think that's what people want to hear. Sue, you're on WBEN. Uh, what do you think? Where does the buck stop when it comes to this? I mean, where are you pointing blame? Uh, for me, it's a lot of these people in positions to represent everybody who aren't paying attention to the reports. Well, Brian, I've got two points to make. And one is first is I also receive an annual quality report. Do I read that through with a fine tooth comb? I will tell you the truth. I do not. But I also, you know, it talks about how many parts per million of this chemicals in your water and so forth. However, I have the expectation that fluoride is in my water. If it's taken out, that is a significant material change. And I do think that should have been a separate mailer that is a notice that goes out to all the city of Buffalo residents and for every year that they send out that quality report, a separate notice should have been mailed as well. Then secondly, isn't there a liaison with the water board to the common council? Like someone that is the head of the water board who would have communicated, not just in the annual report to the common council saying, Hey, you know what? There's been a significant material change. We have to let you know. We've taken the fluoride out. And when they put the fluoride in, they should send out a separate notice. Hey, fluoride is now back in your water. I, Sue, the way, maybe it's uh, just the calm tone of your voice that, uh, you know, really makes me agree with you. But I think I bring up a couple of good <laughs> points. Thank you very much. Um, uh, yeah, I. I have a hard time disagreeing with what Sue said there and the way she – maybe it's the way she stated it, um, that that would be a reasonable expectation. Um, and maybe it would be 
as she points out with, you know, some of the verbiage in a lot of these different reports that you get, if you are somebody representing parts of the city of Buffalo, that you might not be able to make sense of it. I, all right, I could see that. That you're not necessarily, maybe you do read it and you kind of glossed over some part because you don't quite understand it. All right, I can buy that. I What I just need to know is why were people caught off guard? Again, here's Howard Johnson, Erie County legislator representing parts of Buffalo. It caught me totally off guard. When I seen it and read about it, I was like, wow, I didn't know. Since 2015, we had had any fluoride in the water. That's going to affect generations to come, you know, to not have notice of it, to say, you know, hey, there's no fluoride in the water. You might want to buy fluoride toothpaste, I think is a, was a big misstep. So why... Why didn't you know? I, I think that has to be the next question. Okay, like, did you not know because you're not paying attention to these water reports? Did you not know because this was not clearly explained to you in a way that you would have expected? Uh, that has to be the next part. Okay, I, I want to go back to the water board because on their website, they have a banner talking about the pandemic. That was never a banner talking about the fluoride. And then you go to the water into the water report. We're making it sound like it was this big highlighted thing on the water on the water report. No, it was page six of the water report. They finally mention in writing fluoride. If you want to look at the table, it is on page four where it says no fluoride on the table of of detected contamin uh, detected whatever in your water. But it's not illustrated in the water report until page six. I don't believe that's an alert. I believe that is just part of the report. And again, I think highlighted special somewhere on the report would even be a step up from how they how it was presented. I just wanted to bring that to people's attention because I'm I'm waving back and forth. I do think it could have been a little more clear on the water report, page one in the introduction. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm looking at this though and. I can I'm no expert in any of this. I'm probably at the level that I, you know, maybe a lot of legislators, councilmen and uh, everyone else is with understanding, you know, what all this means. But I can clearly read it's not it's only 7 pages and half of it is tables. One's a drawing. I mean this, this isn't like heavy reading. And right there on page 4 I can see pretty clearly fluoride no um, fluoride, no violation. The no is for no violation. How many parts per million? NA. It doesn't exist. So, I, I mean, I can pretty clearly see it. Right? Like, so I, I don't think this can be a... You're right in the fact that it's not, like, pointed out in bright red, but it's also, it's not hidden, and it's not like it's, it's not buried hidden. in the pages of the stadium environmental review that's, <laughs> you know, war and peace. It's a seven-page thing that comes out once a year. You're right. You're right. And for elected officials, this this entire thing should have been read. I'm not I'm not venturing away from that. But to say that a resident's going to take this, because after the introduction, where does our water come from? They tell us where our water comes from before they tell us what's not in the water. I do believe this could have been part of the introduction for the last seven years. Again, I'm not taking blame away from the people who were elected to serve uh, their constituents, but I do believe it could have been just a little clear on page one. Usually the important things, and I do believe if, if you're talking water, again, 
Maybe you only get 20% of the people, but it is important to people out there. They do <laughs> it's, They do think it's, there are people out there it's important to. I do think it should have been somewhere in the introduction. Yeah, no, I, I don't want lead. Like, that's that would be more important than the fluoride content to me, at well, least. Yeah, of course. Eric uh, is on WBEN. All right, what do you think? Now, I'm, I'm starting to come around as we talk about this a little bit more. Okay, um, the water board could have put out more notification to residents themselves. What do you think? Hi, yeah, I think that um, it would have been a good idea to put the information out once a year to the residents, whether it was in a uh, separate letter or <clears throat> with the report, but being highlighted. Um, I'm saying once a year because 2015, you have new residents moving into the county in 2016, 2017, et cetera, that may not have been aware of it. I, I think that's another good point, Eric. Thanks for the call that, you know, if you're new moving in, okay, you, you should be made aware of it in some way, shape, or form. I'm, you know, I go back and forth on The more I think about this, though, as I'm kind of looking at, all right, there's an annual drinking water quality report that comes out. It's not that lengthy. And, I mean, it, it states right there in two different places, uh, according, two different places in a seven-page document. It says it. I I would also say that you could have a reasonable expectation that, yeah, you're giving people enough notification to do that. And although I can totally, I totally 100% get most residents aren't reading through this and they're not getting the information, I uh, also 100% do not get why apparently nobody representing anybody, nobody in an elected position bothered to read seven pages that comes out once a year. Yeah. Uh, again, you're elected to represent your constituents. I, I, I am curious because where where does your – if if yeah, I guess I have to ask a dentist. Where does your anger lie? Where would you depend on for this information? Who do you think should have brought this information to you? Because it does seem like the dentist will probably be the most upset of this news, just so they could have given a suggestion to their patients. We'll go to uh, another Eric on WBEN. What's going on? Yeah, uh, so I moved out to Akron about seven years ago, and the dentist alerted to us, our five-year-old boy, uh, you know, that there isn't any fluoride in the water. So, you know, we we called the the water and authority and sure enough there's no fluoride so we took it upon ourselves and took care of it with fluoride treatment for our son i I don't understand why it can't be a a parental or a a dentist giving you an alert you know but who's supposed to alert them well i guess how would i don't know i guess that's a good point i don't know Eric, I I mean, Eric, I lived in Hornell, New York for 10 years and there was no fluoride and the same thing. I took a supplement every morning with my Flintstone vitamin, but that was information that an elected official passed on to the people moving in to the Maple City, Hornell, New York. Yeah. uh, All right. You got me. I don't know, Eric. I'm I think I think your dentist should know. I put that on a dentist to read. I appreciate the call, Eric, To, to read every Water report for every town in Western New York. I mean, a dentist, if yeah. you live in Buffalo, it doesn't mean you're going to a dentist in Buffalo. I live in Amherst. I go to a dentist in Buffalo. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean you're going to someone in your town. Yeah. 
No, nowhere there isn't. It's nowhere there isn't fluoride. It's not that hard. I believe, and I'd love a dentist to call in that they would expect someone in that municipality. Well, then you just get in this line of like you're. Well, then who's alerting that person? Then who's alerting that person? Then who's alerting? Like it's always somebody else's fault. Somebody's got to raise their hand and be like, "Yeah, I should have known." Who is going to be that person? Uh, in your line of thinking, it's nobody. Everyone gets to blame everybody. No, in my line of thinking, I, I, I my line of thinking is I think it, it was the water board clearly told the common council, the people who are elected to take, to, I shouldn't say to take care, uh, elected to work for their constituents. I would believe that my elected official who is paid by tax dollars to represent me, if they find out some information, should pass that along. But I also think the water board may have may have had the money to send out a postcard. I just, I, 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 I don't know. Again, it's not about the fluoride. It's about this information going. agree there. This information going uncommunicated to a majority of people. I don't care if it's in a report. It was not communicated to a majority of people for eight years. I that tell you, part is true. I tell you what, <laughs> and I'll be honest here. If I am uh, an elected official, I, I actually I cannot believe some of the sound bites we've gotten over the past couple of weeks. If I'm in any of these positions, you're not catching me on tape admitting that I didn't know this. That's true. <laughs> like I would feel I. I would feel ashamed <laughs> to say, well, yeah, I was caught by surprise when, I mean, it's been publicly available information over the last seven years. I, you wouldn't catch me on tape doing that. Well, we, we are hoping to uh, reach a member of the Common Council for Hardline Sunday. So I'm hoping that we will uh, have someone this Sunday on Hardline. Whoa, who are you uh, rooting for on Sunday? That's a tough one, Brian, because the Bills aren't playing. Um, but... I don't know. I love the Brock Purdy story, so I think uh, the Niners in the first game. And I don't know. I, I've been really upset with uh, the Bengals celebration this week, so I, I might just be neutral in the uh, 640 game. I am um, <laughs> I'm a bitter fan. I always, always have been like the person growing up, you root for the AFC team to win or for whoever knocked you out to go and win the Super Bowl. Oh, I want whoever wins in the AFC uh, to lose the Super Bowl. And it would bring me great pleasure for both those teams if they lost again in the Super Bowl. I, I would kind of like to see that. The Chiefs are not as unlikable to me anymore. I think it's with Tyree Kilgon. Yes. I think that guy off that team makes them a little uh, makes them more digestible to me. Also, this is the first time in three years that the Bills didn't play the Chiefs. And I think that might play into it a little bit with the playoff, Maybe. the postseason thinking. Maybe. I like that. I think I'm rooting for San Francisco. Yeah, Brock Purdy. To kind of go all the way. I, just, I like their team. I like that they, they run the football. They use tight ends. They use fullbacks. I Mr. Mean, Irrelevant is their quarterback. It's I think that, that's awesome. Um, the other thing in that is, like, I, it's why New England never bothered me because the Bills were never good. Like, Cincinnati bothers me because yes. they're in our way. New England yes. was never in our way of anything. No. I mean, let's be honest. And we were never in theirs. <laughs> yeah, like we, were, <laughs> we weren't going anywhere. This rivalry people think we had with New England, it was a one-sided rivalry. Oh, yeah. They, they do not care about us. <laughs> I mean, they might now. Yeah. But, like, they did not. <laughs> like, this Cincinnati, Kansas City, Buffalo, this is like a three-way. Yes. 
heavyweight fight. And the Jags might be on their way to that discussion. Eh, let's pump the brakes on right. that. Let's. I'm not in a hurry to add some more teams. Speaking of big events, uh, in three minutes, probably one of the biggest concerts to come through Buffalo uh, goes on sale 10 o'clock. Brooks and Dunn, don't forget, tickets go on sale in three minutes. And don't miss Hardline Sunday here on WBE. I, I really thought you were going to give me a different name there. We'll see you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 